Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 557. And the pleasing sounds of Genesis on Rock 102. Oh, it's going to be rainy and icy this morning with a high of 43. Uh, Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. You're listening to Light Hits 102. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on with that? All right. Uh, what happened to the uh, you know Hell's Bells or something to get uh, you all they, pumped they, up in the morning? That's coming. That's yeah. coming. Don't don't you worry. That'll be uh, nestled between uh, hard rockers like Dust in the Wind and uh, yeah, yeah, maybe some other uh, sweet ballads. But uh, you're running a little behind today because it is stupidly icy out there in some areas. Yeah, you know it's more uh, to the west of us because as soon as you hit like Holyoke and uh, you, you, the West Springfield area, yeah, the ice seems to be non-existent because the temperature is about 34, 35 degrees in that area. Uh, when you get out to like Westfield and into the hill towns, <laughs> it's like 31, 32. It's like perfect for the Thunderbirds to be taking the ice uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's like uh, the streets have been plowed by a Zamboni, so, on, on, so be careful. On North Street in uh, in Westfield, that was a bad one, and then uh, or North Road, I guess, and then Montgomery Road in Huntington was pretty bad, too. Yeah. But they are sanding, and they're doing their job, so they're doing a fine job cleaning that up. All right, so for those of you who are waiting for Hollywood Trash, uh, we'll do it in just a few minutes, so don't you worry about yeah. that. Don't you worry your pretty little faces. We'll, uh, we'll get to it. Also, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com coming up later on today. Sweet. There you have Sounds it. like a pretty damn good show. It's fine. 559 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You can save. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember when the game of baseball was indelibly stained with the rampant scourge of anabolic steroids cursing through the veins of entire Major League rosters? Boy, those were productive times. I could watch a metabolically compromised player aggressively knock baseballs out of ballparks all day long. Unfortunately, the use of steroids and other banned substances were illegal back in the day, thereby nullifying all those great superhuman achievements. I'm sure we all recall the days when baseball players were required to undergo mandatory random urine testing, and for many of us, that's when baseball ceased to be fun. Well, great news, everybody. For those of you who love the grand steroid era of baseball the way I did, you will be delighted to know that the first time, for the first time in 20 years, they will stop testing players for steroids. Not because they don't want to, and not because baseball players have given up juicing themselves up. Hell no. According to reports, Major League Baseball will stop mandatory testing because both the league and the players' union let the joint drug testing program expire. Why? Because of the lockout, they're not really negotiating much of anything these days. In other words, put those plastic cups back in the shelf and grab those syringes. It's going to be a roid raging ripper. You're going to have guys popping horse steroids and injecting themselves with all sorts of muscle-juicing concoctions. Oh, sure. I suppose you could always bring back the testing program when they negotiate a new labor agreement, but until that happens, you're going to have dudes heading to the bathroom of every every major league park in America looking like they just swallowed a package full of highlighters. Now, I should warn you that some of you youngsters might not remember the 1990s. These were glorious times when a guy could rip the cover of a baseball and then tell Congress that it was all about the training. But in the real world, steroids were an effective way of transforming your body into a highly productive ticking time bomb. And letting the testing agreement lapse is one way to bring back a little excitement into the national pastime. And if they do, don't let me stand in the way. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you know the difference between a ball cock and a closet flange? How's your flapper looking? Ricardo does. Ricardo, the plumbing specialist, is at the Island Pond Rockies. You got a you got a plumbing project? Let Ricardo help. Good people, plumbing people, at rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and ACDC in Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy and icy this morning, so be careful out there. High of uh, 43 today. Tomorrow, high of 43, but sunny. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. If you're just joining us, you uh, you know uh, Steve was talking about slipping all over the place in the hill towns. So be careful out there. Don't drive like a moron. Ride, ride, slippity slide. I thought you were going to go with, uh, what was it, BTO? No, I, was gonna, I went with uh, Coolio's Fantastic Voyage. Even Sorry. better. Yeah, yeah, much yeah. better. Much more <laughs> right. Much more contemporary. <laughs> hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve yeah. and Megan the Lots of Kardashian news. About time. I know. Kanye West is denying that he hired a hitman to take out Kim. Things between Kanye and Kim are unraveling publicly, and over the weekend, they bickered about each other on social media. It started when Kanye accused Kim of putting their eight-year-old daughter North on TikTok, or TikTok without his consent. On Instagram, he asked his followers, quote, Since this is my first divorce, I need to know, what should I do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will? Kim must have had something to say. Uh, Kim rarely speaks out against uh, Kanye publicly, but she didn't let this go. In an Instagram story, she said his constant attacks are hurtful. She added, uh, this is actually her speaking. Really? Yeah. I don't think we've ever done that before. This is an actual quote from her. You ready? Okay. His obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing us further pain for all. She goes like a like a can you imagine like a, like a voice change That's or something. That's what she really sounds like. No kidding. I was making that voice up the entire time. Wow, I was doing that bit. She well, also I, said, I feel, I, in a way, Stephen. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm starting to feel a little deceived. A little, maybe she, a lot. She also said she wants to handle all matters regarding our children privately, uh, which is very ironic. Since she just somebody, made a public statement. Well, well, I mean, it's it's very ironic for somebody to say, you know. Here's a million pictures of my kids. There's tens of million pictures looking at me. And then all of a sudden, you have one. And he goes uh, back crap crazy over it. Right. You know, so you've already done, you've already, you've been doing this for years. You do realize, though, that uh, that she and her sisters and mom and yeah. her stepdad have kind of all cherry-picked what they wanted to keep private and what they didn't. You know, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to keep up with the Kardashians, there are certain things yeah, that, that you're just simply not going to be able to keep up you with. You can't keep up with it all. This would be much. one of those things. Uh, then yesterday, Kanye said uh, Kim has falsely accused him of putting a hit out on her. He also suggested she's accused of him being on drugs and stealing. He's also complained that Kim won't let him take the kids to a Chicago Bulls game. And last month, he accused her of trying to kidnap his daughter. Here's the problem uh, with Kanye. This is, he's got some mental stuff going on. The stuff that he, this is the reason why she left him to begin with. See, I haven't noticed any of that. Well, uh, but now it's all coming out. 
and it's and it's sounding like a crazy cuckoo. I mean, he sounded perfectly reasonable when he was talking about running for president. Yeah. And certainly reasonable when he interrupted uh, Taylor Swift during that award ceremony. But only now you're starting to see little, you know, peaks into, into his yeah. mind and where he's at. Uh, on the other side, Pete Davidson referred to Kim as his girlfriend for the first time. So you, I guess you could say things are pretty serious. In an interview with People, the TV show, host Kay Adams, uh, he uh, casually threw in the G word while explaining his day-to-day life. Gonorrhea? A girlfriend. Oh. So. Uh, Pete said, quote, well, I don't have an Instagram or Twitter or any of that stuff, so most of my daily life is getting into cars and showing up to a set, or I'm off. I just either hang with my friends or chill with my girlfriend inside, so I, do, I don't do much. And and that's where they're saying, oh, my God, she's, she's considered his a girlfriend. girlfriend now. He's also uh, said that uh, people sometimes scream at him or make it hard to get Dunkin' Donuts. But other than that, being a celebrity in public has been fine and, quote, could be a hell of a lot worse. You know, Steve, it's never difficult to get Dunkin' Donuts, no matter where you are, no matter where you go. Yeah. America runs on Dunkin'. They do. Price, Price of participation, participation may vary. It's, it's a limited, limited time, time offer. offer. Uh, Kanye West had deleted all his Instagram posts about Kim Kardashian and their kids. What about his 76 Raptors on his ranch in Wyoming? That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. He had all of these social media posts up, wipes them all down, and then accuses her of putting up their kids on social media. Well, you know, it's one thing to exploit yourself. It's another thing to exploit your children. And if you're doing it right, you can do both. Yeah, that's true. Especially if, it's, if there's money involved. There's just money to be made. And, uh, Caitlin? Uh, well, I never got that done a dirty with your mother, Chris, Kim, but yeah, I, do, uh, I stay out of this one. I don't I don't give my son-in-law any advice. Um, Ex-son-in-law. Yeah, Ex-step-son-in-law. That's right, yeah. yes. Uh, Bruce Willis has eight nominations for this year's Razzies, all in the same category. They actually created a special category for Bruce this year since he starred in so much garbage. <laughs> Straight to home movie videos last year. Yeah, but I didn't now, realize he was doing anything. Here's the thing, though. There's a lot of actors out there that are doing things that you don't even hear about because they never get the the pomp or the or the circumstance, if you will, uh, for, uh, of because they're garbage movies. Yeah, and it's just you do anything to kind of stay in the game i think sometimes well there's also a lot more production going on than ever uh, before right. because you have all these streaming services i mean you just just be just you know your cable networks or your regular networks and then film yeah well now you've got an endless number of streaming services yeah. that are providing their original content and not all of it's great and not and, and it's no longer are there like just three big movie companies anymore there are hundreds of movie companies out there because people are making movies out of their garage, for God's sakes. You and I could make movies out of our garage. We could. What I'd have to clean my garage. I was going to say, what kind of, well, it's going to get dirty anyway with our movie. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? That's the truth. Yeah. The uh, new Pixar movie, Turning Red, openly talks about a girl getting her period. Oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Uh, little Bo Peep from Toy Story telling me about periods. Well, I think that'd be very educational. You are the father of daughters, after all. That's true. You know, what better way of explaining uh, how the world works than with a... Without uh, Pixar animation, uh, what, what is, is it going to have that little lamp? Like when the when the woman starts yelling, does the little lamp come over and just smush it down? <laughs> stop! Stop talking! <laughs> it's always about I, isn't I'm, it? I'm fine. Yeah. Um, the hope is with putting it on the screen and having it be something that is cringy but also funny, and part of the story, it does normalize it. 
Well, it's kind of about time they started doing that. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a pretty normal thing anyway. Well, it's a it's a very normal thing for females. I mean, it wouldn't be normal for guys like us. Well, maybe for oh, you. Well, be just careful. saying. Be careful. What? Might get a new co-host. <laughs> I pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! It's 621 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, rainy and icy this morning. Uh, there, If you're in the, like, the higher elevations out there, it's yes. pretty damn icy out there because of the temperature drop. Once you get above the 33 degrees, then you're good. If you're one of us uh, lowlanders in the valley, yeah, then uh, you know everything is fine. It's going to be uh, rainy uh, today for a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 43. It's uh, reversed that, 34 in downtown Springfield right yeah. now. You know, yesterday we were talking about uh, donuts. Remember mm. when we were talking about donuts? And we mm. you said you like uh, you like the donut dip. And donuts. I said, yeah, donut dip is uh, is wonderful, but you know, don't sleep on... Right. Uh, you know, Mrs. Murphy's or uh, or the coffee cup, and you said the Mrs. Murphy's had closed. Well, yeah, they're open. Actually. They are open, yeah. and uh, we got a couple messages yesterday that they reopened on February third yeah. as a drive-through only. They are very good donuts. I love those. I know you do. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would pop a lot of those in my mouth. The only reason I'm bringing this up is uh, one, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to have false information about a local business, and then two, I've noticed that there have been no donuts upstairs. In weeks, and yeah. so uh, I'm doing whatever I can to make that happen. Now, remember, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, you and I were talking about how they removed the water cooler from our kitchen. Yeah, did you see what was up there yesterday? No, it's in there now. Uh, I got a text from Pat Kelly yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Oh, I don't God. normally yeah. do that, and and normally I don't respond to it, but. Right. At some point, the guys from Route 10 Tire heard us talking about the water cooler being yeah. removed for a, yeah, uh, you know, for some yeah. ridiculous reason, some sort of a cost-saving measure. Well, these guys heard us complaining about it, and they have bought us one, and it is upstairs right Shut now. Shut the front door! Are so you this, kidding me? I'm not kidding you. From uh, Route 10 Tire. Now I, the, I need to spend more time in the Rock 102 break room. Oh, they've redone it. Yeah, I know. I, I went in there like two weeks ago, and they have a table in there now. With it's like a little bistro table. Yeah, with it two looks chairs. It used to be just a table that I think we got at a tag sale somewhere. Or, you know, someone was uh, giving it away for free at the yeah. bottom of their driveway. Uh-huh. Now it looks like a little French cafe. Yes, we'll talk about that a bit more. But tell us more about the water cooler then. Well, I don't really. I mean, I, I I walked past it. Yes, I was getting coffee before we had a meeting yesterday. I got a a, a cup of coffee. And I walked and I turned around like. This is water cooler new in here. Cool. Now, there were no bottles of water yet. I don't yeah. know if that's if that's happened, but the water cooler is there. I'm like, dude, how did this magically appear? And then Pat wow. Kelly tells me later in the afternoon, it's because you and I were talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, having uh, having said all that, um, I was thinking that uh, one of the things that we uh, could desperately use around here would be like uh, pony rides. Like, how cool would it to be like <laughs> pony rides out in the backyard? You're like wishing for things to get done. No, I'm not. I'm not wishing. I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm just saying you know, I really like pony rides. You know what you're doing? You're doing exactly what I do uh, with my phone when I uh, when I want to look at an ad for something. I just start talking about it, and I know that on Instagram that's going to pop up. You know what happened? 
Remember I was talking to you about my mom's uh, foot thing and the nail going to hit the lady in the neck? Oh, yeah, as yeah. The, uh, as the uh, person. The, toe, the, the toenail clipping? Yeah, yeah. The, the the shrapnel from the toenail hit the lady in the neck next to her at the, uh, at the nail salon. Yeah. Uh, for, like, four days after that, I kept seeing these, like, ads for those, like, funky feet or like like they're showing like a like a like a uh like a saw yeah. like going in like a, one of those grinder saws going in there doing the feet and i'm like see all i did was talk about i did a story on the air not even about me it was mm-hmm. about my mother uh with the nail issues and boom now all of a sudden i'm getting nothing but nail ads well, I mean, you you can remove those ads from uh, from your Facebook. You can, yeah. You can go and say, uh, I don't want to see this, you know, and uh, you know it's too personal, or you know, I already have it, or you know, what have but you. But I'm, the, I'm just, but it's to the point where they're listening to you because I didn't type anything in. I didn't do like, oh, uh, you know, Doctor Scholes or anything like that. I uh, I was having a conversation the other day about ice cream pies. Mm-hmm. And I, lo and behold, uh, there are like ice cream pie ads uh, yeah. right in my uh, right in my uh, story, and I'm like, this is this is awesome. All you need now is the power of suggestion, and boom, you can have pony rides in your backyard by the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you're a single guy, you could just sit by your phone and go, show me, uh, show me, angry women, angry sexy women, right, that want to get revenge on their ex. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you just make up whatever scenario you yeah. want. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Show, show me an oil rig worker. It really turns me on watching that pump go up and down and up and down and up. The and power down. of suggestion, Steve, yeah, is starting to really rear its head. Whether yeah. it's whether it's you know social media ads or in real time. You know, you mention a water cooler and boom, you got a water cooler. Mention mention donuts being delivered to the radio station, boom, hopefully you'll have donuts. Mention pony rides. Now we're talking. Yeah, see, you don't know where the donuts are coming from, though. Somebody could be true, but those you know, off, but uh, what did they put in the donut? Before but we have all, us? but we have already mentioned a number of places in which we would be willing to accept donuts, haven't we? Have we said that? Uh, yeah, I have. Think we have said that. All right. Well, well, the one time we said breakfast pizza, and then Peppa's came over with a bunch of breakfast pizzas. That was good. That was man. good. That's good. Yeah. Might be worth uh, mentioning that one more time just to let that Listen, sink into Peppa's. People don't need to bring us anything. I don't know why you do that. I'm not saying they need to. I'm just saying that wouldn't, and I'm not even demanding it. I'm just suggesting, wouldn't it be nice to have some of these things delivered from time yeah, to time? Yeah, but you know one of these people are going to go out to wherever, and they're going to buy you something, and they're going to show up at the door with it, uh, being the hero for you. Yeah. You don't, you don't you don't think that I would uh, that you, I would give them a, the, an appropriate shout out for their af- kindness? You can afford your own donuts. You can call uh, Grubhub and get your own donuts delivered here. Well, I don't really think that's the issue. Do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I uh, if I can agree with that. I think you're looking for something for free, and you're looking for somebody to deliver it to you for free. Well, as opposed to going on Grubhub like everybody else does and ordering what they want. Well, then guilty as charged. So sue me. I, w- I wonder if you could order uh, donuts on on Grubhub. I, I bet you could. I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, let's laugh. Tell me. 
Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, you know what? I don't have a joke. I want you to say, let's have a joke. I don't know. Maybe we should drop this whole bit altogether. The joke? Yeah, the joke of the day. Do we really even need this thing? It's the only time people laughter in their show. Uh, I don't know. Did you know that pigeons die right after having sex? No, I didn't know that pigeons die after having sex. Oh, the one I had <laughs> did. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! 631 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.net today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagle. Thanks, Bax. Springfield firefighters put out a house in the city's uh, Forest Park neighborhood early this morning. According to Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, one person was taken to the hospital following the fire at 247 Trafton Road. That person is expected to recover. The arson and bomb squad is working to determine what uh, started the fire. Oh, no, here. I'll read it the way 22 did. Are you ready? Yeah. The Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad is working to determine what determined what started the fire, which is believed to have begun in the basement. To determine what determined. To determine what determined. Okay, 247 Trampton? 247 Trampton. Can you determine if that's the correct location? I'm looking at the uh, street view now. But are I, uh, you, you determining what you determine? I am determining right now because I used to live very close to this house oh. at one point in my life. But you don't now. No. You no, just I know don't. the area. I know the area. I have actually walked by this house. But there's no connection to you other than you used to live on that street. I used to live uh, on the next street over. Yeah. Which would have been uh, Dickinson Street. <laughs> I knew I'd get a reaction. I wasn't sure it would be that one. You know what I found on Reddit yesterday? What? I'm 12 and this is funny. It's the perfect category for me. And it's all people like Posting pictures of shiitake mushrooms, and it's all like you know, like the cock flavored soup from yeah, the grocery right. store, yeah, 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 you right. know that that kind of thing. A sponge, a spotted dick, yep, in yep. a can. Do you ever have spotted dick in a can? Back? No, I have not. Uh, I've seen it, yeah, but I've yeah. always passed it by. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I found my favorite category now. <laughs> so, uh, so this house is uh, there was one person, one person injured. went to the hospital. Yeah. They're, uh, they're going to be okay though. Beautiful house though. It is. Got to say, beautiful place. Listen, you know, every every morning I drive up, I come off a of 91. Yeah. And I uh, get off by the Belize Auto there. Right. And then uh, come under the bridge by Antonio's Grinders. Mm-hmm. And then go up. It's not Long Hill. It's the road off of Long Hill. You go up uh, that way. Is it Lee? Leet? Mm, Leet Street? Maybe. And then you take a right. And then you take another Forest left. Forest Park Avenue? Something like And then you take a left. Right. Where you come out to, hey, yes, on left. the traffic light at Sumner Avenue yes. eventually. Those homes are absolutely gorgeous driving through that neighborhood. Like those old Victorian homes oh my God, going yeah. up that hill. You know, they uh, they used to call this city the city of homes. Yeah, I know. I get that. But I'm just saying it's kind of sad that, you know, there's you go two blocks the other way and, you know, the, all the houses are abandoned or, you know. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but, you know, Trafton's a 
lovely residential oh, neighborhoods, sure is, yeah. especially at the uh, the Dickinson end. I mean, I was, both ends are fine. Well, I was just pointing out how lovely the homes were. You know, I agree. Homes. I agree, Steve. There are there are some Victorians if you're, you know, willing to comply with the Forest Park Historical Commission uh, to keep your house inefficient forever. Then yeah, those are great places. I never understood that why anybody would want that over their heads. Those people in like Longmeadow who all got the stars outside in the front of their house that's like mm-hmm. the historical home. Right. There's only so much you can do to that home. You right? know, if if you owned, and this is this is, and I know this for a fact because I mean, I know people who've owned these homes. Uh, if you owned one of these, you know, these homes, and the the civic organization, the historical commission, uh, uh, was uh, was powerful. And you wanted to put in, like, high-efficiency windows. Mm-hmm. But what you have in there are those historically irrelevant and drafty windows with the pulleys and the ropes of the walls. The ones that were actually blown glass that's, by, by a hand, by a person. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Uh, then uh, that is the kind of window you have to replace it with. Yeah. And you can only paint your house certain colors based upon the restrictions of the historical commission. Yeah, a bunch I, of baloney, if you ask me. No. I would paint my house purple in the middle of Forest Park if I had the chance. You wouldn't be able to do that. With though. polka dots. You wouldn't be able to do that, though. No, and not yeah. uh, not without uh, having to uh, argue. Uh, Ludlow High School went on lockdown after a medical emergency took place inside the school. According to Ludlow Police Department Sergeant Knox, uh, the... Lockdown took place around 11 a.m. yesterday. Authorities did not identify the type of medical emergency because the incident involved a minor. However, Sergeant Knox said the emergency was not a threat to the students or the general public. Well, not a threat to the students, except for that one. But they still locked it down. Yeah. That's weird. I'm sure there's a good reason. I just think that's weird. Well, I mean, isn't any emergency in a school a lockdownable event? Like to make sure medical personnel go easily in and out of a building to make well, sure. Well, pot- potentially, but you know, I guess it would be depend entirely on the nature of the injury or the or the sickness. Yeah, but my kids have lockdown drills all the time. It's become unfortunately part of the American culture that we have to have these things in case somebody walks in with a gun and starts shooting people. That's what we have to worry about in this country, right? Well, they used to have uh, bomb drills back in the 50s, just in case the communists all of a sudden started landing on our shores. You had a better chance of somebody walking in with a gun and shooting somebody than you did with a communist bombing you. I don't know. For a while, the communists were everywhere. You know, I just speaking of communists, I just watched that Lucy and Desi movie. Yes. About her, like her being accused of, of a... It was an excellent, excellent film. Uh, Nicole Kidman, you know, that's how good she is. You, you thought you were actually w- watching Lucille Ball because really? she, every little bit about her she did like Lucille Ball would be. You know, I've seen old interviews of Lucy. Uh, Lucy. Do they do they do that episode where she's uh, <laughs> eating that uh, Vita Veg Benjamin no. or, uh, you know, eating on no. all those candies off the conveyor belt? No, it's, a, it's actually a very good uh, movie. It shows you how, like, she was, she was really good with uh, comedic timing. And knowing her stuff, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, no, uh, Lucille Ball. Right, but and sh- and the whole movie, like, they're focused on this one episode. It, it had it's it's revolved around their marriage, and you know, you know, the, the one where she's being she's now being accused of being a communist, mm-hmm. and uh, she's focused on making sure this episode goes, 
you know, perfectly. And she's bringing Fred and Ethel in at like three in the morning to do the scene. Right. Uh, because she's such a perfectionist. It was a really good movie. You get a chance to watch it. Yeah, you? I haven't, uh, haven't, uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? I like him anyway. Who is it? Javier Bardem. Oh yeah, yeah. Who he, played? Uh, who played Fred Mertz? Uh, the guy from the the insurance commercials. The guy from the insurance farmers, commercials. The farmers commercials. The guy who's been in like Spider Man and. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Yeah. Hey, Rick. Yeah, that I guy. love. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Well, he, he, wouldn't he make a perfect Fred Mertz? He seemed a little thin for a Fred Mertz, but well, sure. They, I mean, you can pat him up. Yeah, but they did the you know they did the whole you know costume thing where he's wearing the suspenders most of the time with the belly. <laughs> hey, Rick. Let's take the girls to the club. But that that that's like a perfect fit because yeah. he's he he does. He did have like a, uh, like that Fred Mertz air about him, you know. What yeah, I, mean? I can see it now. Yeah. Now that you mention it, and I'm like, all right, yeah, I can I can go that way. Uh, despite the life saving efforts of Connecticut State Troopers, the limousine driver who suffered a medical emergency on I-91 early Friday morning has passed away. During the rainstorm, Connecticut State Troopers were called to a limousine that was traveling. Northbound on I-91 near exit 35 in Windsor, it was reported that the driver was having a medical emergency that made him go unconscious and stop breathing. The state troopers determined the driver was unresponsive with no pulse and proceeded to perform CPR, utilizing a bag valve mask to help with the breathing. When the EMS showed up, troopers continued to help with CPR and rescue breathing. A pulse was found when the driver was in the ambulance. However, he was not able to breathe on his own. Troopers drove the ambulance in order for EMS to continue uh, care on the way to Hartford Hospital. Unfortunately, the driver later died hmm. at the hospital. That's uh, one of those things. You're in a you're in a limo, and the driver starts having a medical emergency. Yeah, and you don't have your livery license, you know, so you can't just hop in the front seat and start driving a limo around. Well, especially if you've been drinking in the back seat. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, if a Friday morning, I would, I wouldn't. It's probably somebody being picked up from an airport, from the airport. Okay, all right, I'll give uh, that's possible. But you know what? You're like, you know what? I'm not paying this parking fee down here at the airport. I'm not waiting for my car. I'm not taking a shuttle bus to go all the way back to my vehicle. Right. Even if they're warming it up for me. No, no, no. I got a little extra money in my pocket. I'm going to get a limo ride. That's right. I'm going to ride home in style. <laughs> and then you get picked up at the airport, and the guy starts having a medical issue in the middle of the ride. I, it, yeah, it happens. You know, I, 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 listen, the, the guy driving an Uber or a limo, you don't, you don't know what kind of health they're in. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, you don't know how the health of anybody is. That's the one thing that freaks me out, driving down the highway. Any one of those people could have some sort of emergency and then just come right over into your lane. You know what I mean? Well, that's a very paranoid view of life, Steve. Well, hey, I live my life on the edge. Uh, Hey, CVS and Walgreens have removed limits on at-home COVID-19 tests. But it's about damn time. You want one? I got one. I got one for you. You I'll take one. one. I mean, I I got a bunch at home, but yeah, I'll take extra. In December, both companies placed a cap on the number of tests customers could buy in stores and online to keep up with the spread of the Omicron variant. Representatives of both companies told the New York Times they have now been able to increase their inventory of the -the over-the-counter virus testing kits. The decision comes as COVID-19 cases have dropped significantly in recent weeks. And uh, we need our money. Uh, Come buy these tests. 
They're only 33 bucks a piece. Kick in the head, though. You know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody was scrambling around to try to find these things. Now they're available, yeah. and we're kind of like, eh. You know, I don't know if I need extra. Uh, yeah, uh, but I didn't. I I wasn't falling for that. You know, you weren't falling for the rush. I wound up getting the three I was allotted at a grocery store, mm. and then that was it. There's no way I'm spending thirty three bucks a hit every time I want to get tested. I'm sorry, 15 bucks a hit because there's two tests inside. Right. But still, that's ridiculous. You have three people living in a home. Well, and then you you, pro- you could order the uh, the four free ones from the government too, right? Yeah, I got those coming too. You got but those? Even, those oh, are yeah, on the way? Those are still on the way. You're all set. Yeah. You don't, you don't even have you don't have to go to a Walgreens or a CVS to get extra. No. You got your immunity now, right? Well, that's Now that you thing. got it, you're going to you're you're not Allegedly, you're not supposed to get it. You know, for what is it, 90 days? Yeah. I don't even know if the sign. Who, who knows? But Something I'm just like saying that. that's that's what they tell you. I should have rescheduled my vacation to next week. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> the uh, Justice Department is uh, signaling it might be uh, open to allowing so-called safe injection sites for those who use drugs. Safe injection sites allow people to use intravenous drugs and other narcotics, and with protections against fatal overdoses, a trained medical professional is also on site. The Justice Department said it's evaluating such facilities and talking to regulators about appropriate guardrails. Stephen Murray is a paramedic and member of the organization SIFMA, which has been lobbying state lawmakers to allow these centers in Massachusetts. Uh, It's been cited by Governor Baker before as one of the reasons he didn't want to support these sites moving forward was due to the federal government. So Murray sees this as a new step forward, getting the sites approved by lawmakers on Beacon Hill. He also points out that safe injection sites have a proven record of saving lives. Murray said they can also save taxpayer dollars because less people experience drug overdoses that can land them in the hospital. Well, if you're going to do your drugs, do it over here out of the, out of the sight of everybody. Nobody wants to see you plunging that yeah. heroin into your veins. I see a lot of people being, how do I put this, outraged over this. Like, they're not going to want this in your community because they're thinking, well, you're going to have all these drug addicts all over the place. And I mean, I get it. You know, people are, uh, you know, same reason like yeah, like needle exchange was so controversial many years ago. It, it's almost it, it for some people, it feels like, well, you're promoting the use as opposed to providing, well, you, know, think, sa- you know, yeah. safe uh, you know, equipment, a safe environment for this to happen. I think it comes down to uh, a matter of. Yeah, okay, look, we don't want anybody to we don't want anybody to kill themselves. We don't want anybody to overdose. Uh, you can do this safely over here. Mm. But but uh, we don't want to pay for it. You know what's ironic is uh, you know, here we are talking about uh, you know, safe places to uh, inject yourself with yeah. with uh, with stero- with uh, with you know, with drugs, heroin Steroids, or whatever it may be. Yeah. But yet we don't really have a whole lot of people going out of their way to create new bed space for treatment. Look at you and your pipe dreams and your yeah I know I'm I'm, I'm it's like I'm walking around of. in a fantasy land yeah. I get it yeah what was the what was the book see now I can't remember the name of the damn book now that had the utopia where, uh, where he rode the sled down the hill uh, what, what the hell is the name of the book Citizen Kane no nineteen eighty four no Moby Dick no I don't know somebody will tell Catcher me. in the Rye somebody will tell me somebody will tell me. Top gifts uh, for men and women for uh, for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You want to hear about that? Yeah, I do. You actually, care? 
A uh, big survey. Uh, I'm a big survey fan. We'll be doing a lot of surveys soon. A big survey for Valentine's Day looked at the top gifts we'd like to receive this year. And number one overall is a card. 36% of women and 30% of men would like to get one. The uh, things get a little different after that first one, though. The top things women want this year are a card, flowers, chocolate or candy, a nice dinner out, and jewelry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the, right. Just the basics. Have you noticed that everything they're talking about costs more than 30 bucks? Yes. As opposed does. to the card, which can cost you like three? Yeah. Uh, well, have you bought a card lately? Yeah, I know. Unless it's... you go to the dollar store, they're like five, five to $10 for a card. You know, I don't really understand the $10 card. If five dollars is the standard now for the price of a card, okay, then so be it. But you see the real fancy ones, you know, like the ones that are carved, and there's like all these, you know, folded pieces yeah, of cardboard, yeah. and it's like, why am I, you know, it, it, that card is no more special than the shoebox card for, you know, a dollar ninety nine. Well, Dollar Tree's got uh, plenty of great cards over there. They might not have what you're looking for. You might have to get, uh, you know, a bar mitzvah card for an anniversary. Right. Or uh, or an anniversary card for a birthday. Yeah. See, uh, for us, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's Valentine's Day. And then two days later, it's our anniversary. So, I, you know, I got to, I kind of got to get cracking on, yeah. uh, on that. I haven't really done very much yet. I haven't done anything yet. I'm not in no mind. You're not doing anything for Valentine's Day? This, this new budding relationship of yours? What do I need to get? <laughs> it's not what you need to get. It's it's how you cement that relationship. What was the, what was the old joke? Uh, ah, get her a pair of slippers and a and a dildo. If she doesn't like the slippers, she can go, Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Booyah! <laughs> Uh, there you I'll, go. I'll hear about that one. Later. Yeah, you sure you will. The uh, top things men want are uh, a card, <laughs> a nice dinner out, sexual favors came in third. I was really surprised that yeah. that wasn't number one. <laughs> the most, if you <laughs> notice, the most expensive thing we're talking about is yeah. dinner. Uh, honey, what do you want for Valentine's Day? Oh, just get me a card, a nice dinner out, an HJ or chocolates or uh, you know anything else. <laughs> and in fifth place is nothing. <laughs> These guys only want. A card. They, <laughs> if they can't get a hot meal, all we want, or anything else, then what's what's the point? Here, you know, Scott Cohen has said this before to me. All we want as men is to be fed and effed. <laughs> it's kind of true. We just want a good meal, and we want to, you know, uh, we're really very simple. We want to get Randy. That's, well, who's this Randy fella? Well, he's a very lovely guy. Yeah. 21% of men say they'd love to get nothing for Valentine's Day this year. Only 14% of women say the same. Women are also more than twice as likely to want their chores and work done around the house for them as a gift. Ooh, man. Looks like, uh, looks like Hanush is uh, the better option here. <laughs> I think that should do I would it. rather buy you a diamond ring from Hanush. What's, what's the, old, the old joke from uh, Ron White? Diamonds. That'll shut her up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, men, men are Diamonds. almost. It'll men, leave her speechless, which means that'll shut her up. Men are almost twice as likely to be hoping for sex. 22% of guys want that compared to 12% of women. Really? That's surprising, too. Yeah, no, it's not. That's surprising. What do you at want all. for Valentine's Day? Sex. Oh, 
Money's too tight for sex. <laughs> we, don't sex. Have, we don't have time for all that. Uh, a few more uh, gifts that uh, ranked overall were a nice meal at home, electronics, clothing or lingerie, or wine or liquor. Oh, and by the way, I'm being told I'm a jerk. So. Well, is that what, Cohen telling you that? No, it was uh, my girlfriend. Ah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, there you oh, go. Hey, you know. Way to cement the way to cement the the strength of that relationship. No, Cohen tells me I'm a jerk all the time. Yeah, well, I know that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. <laughs> it's going to be uh, icy and rainy this morning, more so in the higher elevations. So be careful while you're driving out there. And uh, a high of 43 tomorrow. Sunshine with a high of 43, and then 48 on Thursday. Really? Yeah. All right. Whoa, things are warming up around here. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 656 and Santana on Rock 102. Rainy and icy this morning, then rain for most of the day and a high of 43. Tomorrow, things are starting to warm up. Sunny and a high of 43. And then sunny and a high of 48 for Thursday. It's 34 right now in downtown. Saturday, 55. Come on. Really? Yeah, and then it drops back down to 27 oh. the next day. Wow. That You know, I mean, 55 sounds pretty good, yeah. but when you drop, you know, when you're talking about differences between, you know, yeah. 15 to 20 degrees from one day to the next. Yeah. You know, if you've got bad sinuses or allergies or you know whatever yeah that uh that wreaks havoc on you so yeah. I, i'm not looking forward to a 20 degree drop yeah saturday 55 and then sunday 30 <laughs> like and then it goes then it just gets colder after that like in the 20s uh steve weissman from scamicide.com will be joining us after eight o'clock and next hour we'll be talking to actor ed begley jr who uh, has family in this area and uh, so we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. Imagine. I wonder how many celebrities have family in the area that that uh, not that we've talked to, but I'm just saying like big name celebrities. Hey, my brother is uh, you know Tom Cruise or something like that. Not that yeah, there's a there's a few people who yeah. live in this area. Yeah, with very famous relatives. We used to have uh, well, it was famous people themselves. Uh, one of the Neville brothers lived in Huntington. Uh, yeah, and that's he, right. And he uh, he was the sax player, and he uh, he passed away uh, sadly a few I don't probably five or six years ago something like that yeah. Uh, but it was kind of cool. You, know, you have uh, you have a celebrity from uh, one of the most famous families in music uh, there in your hometown. Look at uh, Hal Blaine. You know Hal Blaine was uh, part of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, from Holyoke. Guy, oh, really? That guy was probably the most recorded drummer in history. Yeah. Play with everybody. I mean, like an astonishing amount of, uh, like like 10,000 songs the guy did. Everybody from, like, you know, Sinatra to, you know, Simon and Garfunkel to the Beach Boys. The guy played with everybody. That's crazy. From Holyoke. Isn't that crazy? I know. It is unbelievable. Well, hey. Uh, we... And now, Ed Begley Jr. How about that? Coming That's... up right after 7 o'clock. It's 6.59 at Rock 102. Is it snowing in Southwick? Are there power outages in Palmer? Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, as I've stated countless times in this very radio show, when the day comes that I can retire from this godforsaken business approximately 3,505 days away from today, it will take a nautical winch in the jaws of life to drag me back to work. Not that I don't like my job. I mean, it's okay if you like that sort of thing. It's just that when it's time to go, it won't be time for me to come back. 
even the prospects of more money, better parking, or a significant upgrade on the items in the Rock 102 snack machine will not be enough to entice my return. And yet, there are some people we know who will retire for less than hot in a hot minute before they start dropping bombs and spreading rumors that they might be changing their minds. Case in point, I present to you the cryptic suggestion that Tom Brady's retirement from football is already getting under his skin. Yesterday on the Let's Go podcast, Tom Brady told Jim Gray that even though he's only been retired for six days, he would not rule out making an NFL comeback. According to Brady, quote, you know, I'm going to take things as they come, but I think the best way to put it is you never say never. Dude, you've been retired for six whole days. You haven't even given it a fair shake. For all we know, you haven't even emptied the stuff you cleared out of your locker from the cardboard box they gave you on your way out. And you're already saying things like, you never say never? After only six days, you're supposed to say never. After only six days, I fully expect to start waking up at noon, watching TV, making lunch, and filling my day with an astonishing lack of activity. That's what retirement is supposed to be about. It's not like you have to worry about money because you're on a fixed income. You're living in the Brady house where you're sitting on a family net worth of a half a billion dollars and you're tossing around concepts like, you never say never? I got 3,505 days left to go, and I'm already saying never in my mind every 15 minutes. Tom Brady walks out the door, and he's already itching to come back, and I think that's stupid. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Elvis was the king of rock and roll. Rupert Pupkin was the king of comedy. Aaron's is the king of snow, and Aaron's is unstoppable. Get that snow out of here with an Aaron snowblower that you purchased at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 7-Eleven and Ario Speedwagon, a Rock 102. It is going to be uh, rainy and dreary for most of the day with a high of 43. Could see some icy spots out there this morning, so be careful as you're driving because it was an ice rink out in Westfield this morning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, high of 43 and sunny for tomorrow, and things are going to get warmer. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm also hearing that it is uh, slippery in some areas in Springfield, too. It all depends on where you're at, so yes. uh, be careful out there. Uh, a little bit later on this morning, Steve Weithman from Scamicide.com will be joining us. There's loads of scams out there, and we'll get to the bottom of at least some of them just after 8 o'clock. He scams us to come on this show. He does kind of manipulate yeah. us into agreeing a to a booking. That's a for little, sure. He's very manipulative in his, uh, you know, when he he said, he, you know, he said to me, he's like, look, if you get me on the air, I have this rich uncle uh, from Nigeria who has a portion of a family fortune for yeah, you right. to enjoy. Uh, and you know, he says this every time. It's been years. I haven't seen a dime of that money. That's an easier pitch to get on our show, like uh, than what he was trying to do a few years ago when he was looking to increase the size of our penises. I mean, that was, uh, no, uh, was uh, hey, no yeah. chance of that. <laughs> that that and <laughs> your healthcare connector application is due too. You know, if you uh, looked at the resume of actor Ed Begley Jr., you'd be sitting there all day long trying to sift through every role that guy has ever played on every TV show and movie in America. Love that guy. Ed Begley Jr. is the, is the king. But and, he is also one of the uh, foremost experts in uh, fuel efficiency and uh, and green technology. Maybe I should ask him to come over to my house and hang a garage door with me this weekend and some solar panels. 
It's a great idea. I, hey. bet he, I bet he'd love to do that. Matter of fact, he's on the phone with us right now. Ed, how are you? How you doing, buddy? Good, Ed. How are you? Listen, I had all these questions about this uh, this vast career that you've made uh, being an actor in Hollywood, but I really want to know, how can I get my electric bill to be $36 <laughs> a month? Mine isn't anymore either. I've got more people living in the house. We've got three electric cars charging. Back in those days, I had one. It was very small. So I'd like 36 a month myself these days. But I have a pretty low one because I have nine kilowatts of solar and a very energy-efficient house. Yeah, so I'm yeah. doing pretty good. Could you please tell us more about this? Because I'm really interested, and especially with you know the, the country facing an energy crisis right now. Uh, how do you do this? What you do, what I recommend people do, is just what I did back in 1970. I didn't have a lot of money to do things, so I did the cheap and easy stuff first. Indeed, when people say to me, I want to put solar on my roof, I give them a number. They go, what did you just give me? This doesn't say solar. It says energy audit. I said, exactly. For every you know dollar that you spend on energy efficiency, you'll save $5 on your solar install when you do it. So you make your house as energy efficient as possible by the cheap and easy stuff first. You know, energy-saving thermostats, you know, the smart thermostat, energy-efficient light bulbs, you know, weather stripping around your doors and windows. Then if you're able to do so, you know, bike riding when weather, if weather and fitness permit, public transportation if it's available near you, home gardening, home composting, everything I just mentioned, dirt cheap, do that stuff, and then move up the ladder. Buy a little solar oven, buy a rain barrel to collect some rainwater. You do what you can. If everybody did what they can on their own individual budgets, you know, and some people like me have the money to do solar. And most people today can do solar because you don't have to buy them. You can do a solar lease. Costs you 70 bucks a month, but then you're saving 100 a month on your electric bill. So it all pencils out. This is uh, Ed Begley Jr. on the phone. I said, you know, years ago we, we taught you, uh, you were driving through western Massachusetts in an electric car. And at the time, there was nobody driving electric cars at all, and I and I watched the video on your on your website BegleyLiving.com uh, you know, about your house, and you know obviously you, you have the electric cars, you have all this equipment in your home, and one of the things that that that's happening you know now here in Massachusetts, somebody just posted a copy of their electric bill, it was six hundred dollars a month, and with all this equipment that you've you've had in the house and the way you've converted it, you're absolutely right. A lot of this stuff is you know it, it, there's either you know programs that will uh, that that will uh, you know you know, you will pay for a lot of this equipment or you know there's there's rebates involved and you just like you, it, it's getting harder and harder to justify not doing these things for your home as opposed to sitting there and just you know paying six hundred dollars a month. It's a lot of money and who can afford that these days? So and think of what else you're doing when you do that. You're not only going to save money on your bill, you're going to lessen our dependence on foreign oil. And you're going to clean up the air in our cities like Houston, Bakersfield, L.A. that still have, you know, some air pollution. But look at how far we've come from 1970 to date. We have four times the cars in L.A. from 1970 and millions more people, but a fraction of the pollution. We've proven that we can do it. Yeah, this, this is I have these solar panels on my roof. And for some reason, I'm not getting the max credits I should be getting. And my electric bill is crazy. I said, I'm going to send Ed Begley Jr. over to your office, and he's going to teach you a lesson. I'll go. I love coming there, by the way. My sister, Aileen Curdo, lives there in Mass, so I get there all the time. I got my nieces and nephews, Andy, Aaron, Angela, uh, you know, uh, Alicia. They all live there in Massachusetts, and I get to see them. They live there in Springfield in the area, 
so I get to see my wonderful uh, nieces and nephews all the time. Well, I, good, can, are you going to come over to my house and do an energy <laughs> audit for me? Because I'd really love to not only meet Ed Begley Jr., but to have a, a efficient home, too. Yeah, well, I'll come by. I do come there a lot to see Aline, so... Next time I come to town, I will make it a point to come see you. Yes, you that's go. what now, we want. We want Ed Begley in the studio. A date, us all a date with the Begleys. That's right. You know, one of the uh, the other things that you're you're doing is you also have a, a series of products. Uh, Begley's Best. These are these are products that like that are you know low water, also efficient, also very green. Tell us a little bit about uh, that line of products. Well, I started in 1970, not just with all the energy efficient stuff I did, but I also got rid of some harsh cleansers. I started using vinegar and water to clean some things and baking soda. And that stuff cleaned fine. It was cheap and it was non-toxic. But I knew there must be more out there. Somebody just had to discover it. So I found some people that made a very clean formula for years. I had my own line called Begley's Best. Then I really struck gold when I met this guy, Mark Cunningham, that had more formulas than I had with my original products. He had better certification, EPA designed for the environment certification. So now we have an all-purpose cleaner, a glass cleaner, a pet stain and odor remover this great pet product it's great we have lots of you know like 20 different SKUs, 20 different products just go online to amazon or do a google search either way just go begley cleaning and you'll find my products and they work very well they're non-toxic which is important but of equal importance to a lot of people they got to clean good you got to clean every bit as good as formula 409 or windex or any of that stuff and we do we were also talking about uh, about some of your acting work. We're both fans of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I was, I uh, I just finished oh, during a quarantine. I watched all of Better Call Saul. You play Clifford Maine on that series. I mean, those are, those. I mean, those are just like you know two of the many things that uh, that you have you have uh, have been in. What what are you are, are you working on things right now? Uh, you know, acting wise, or are you are you you still uh, or is it? Or is quarantine kind of shut down a lot of production for you? Like everybody else, I didn't work in 2020 from like March until I started working again in July. I went, there's no work in California, but I went to Nevada and worked on a show, this Christmas Hallmark show. But because they said we have all the COVID procedures in place and it worked very well. They have a, you know, like a little folding table out front of the location. You're about to go in and shoot. Nobody gets inside until you get this, you know, testing. They would test people, and then they had all the, you know, hand washing and the, you know, the hand sanitizer and the mask, and we did everything, and it worked. Nobody got sick on that production or any production that I worked on, save a few cases where people tested positive. They never really got sick, but the second that they tested positive, they pulled them off the show, put them into, twenty, you know, two-week uh, quarantine, and uh, it didn't spread beyond that one or two, you know, person outbreak, if you can call it that. That when people had it, they were they were pulled from the show and sent right home. Uh, you know, I, I just gotta say, I know we don't have uh, too much time with Ed, but uh, one of my favorite movies as a kid growing up was Transylvania Six Five Thousand. God, was that fun! It was I, so I, much fun to do with my friend Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. Uh, we had the best time doing it, and I'm. I'm still working a lot with those great people. I, I work with a lot of those folks still. I'm, and I'm working on other shows. I'm doing Young Sheldon. Uh, if you see that show on CBS. Yeah. I'm doing uh, Mr. Mayor with my friend Ted Danson. I'm doing uh, a few films here and there. I'm very lucky to still be working. And I've, I've worked on Better Call Saul fairly recently. So 
I'm, I'm lucky to be working at my advanced studio. 72 years old. I've been in SAG of 54 years, almost 55. This year it will be 55 years. I've been in Screen Actors Guild and still working, so oh, wow. I'm a lucky man. Well, good for you, man. That's awesome. Ed Begley Jr., check out uh, his two websites, BegleyLiving.com and Begley'sBest.com. Ed Begley, it's always great to talk to you. Best of luck with uh, the products and uh, and with your house. Thank you guys so much for having me on. And good. hello to my sister, Aileen. <laughs> Ed Begley with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy and icy this morning, so be careful out there driving a uh, uh, high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43, and then things start to warm up all the way through Saturday. 55 for a high on Saturday, and then 34 for a high on Sunday in snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you're great. Hey, if you miss uh, any part of uh, today's show, check out the uh, the Rock 102 Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, in spite of uh, Joe Rogan, or directly from rock102.com. And also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, Tim Finn, of the band Split Ends. He's got a brand-new record out uh, with a band called The Forensics with uh, his former bandmate from Split Ends, Eddie Rayner, and Phil Manzanero from Roxy Music. It's a really good record and, uh, and a really cool interview. You can check that out on rock102.com. You know what? I've been, uh, you know, I make dinner at home, you know, for my kids. Right. And uh, my my oldest is uh, she's on the uh, she's not a vegan. She just wants to eat more vegetable based meals. Is she aware that vegetables grow in dirt? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying they're gross. Well, I they mean, are. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, they are. Gross. Given a choice between delicious listen, animal man. flesh and uh, things that grow in dirt, I'll take the animal flesh. Listen, man. If this kid wants to get on this uh, high horse and go ahead and eat vegetables, I was trying to get this kid to eat vegetables for her entire life, and now she finally wants to eat them. I'm not complaining. All right. Them. Okay. You don't want to stand in her way. Because uh, vegetable, like you know, when you when you finally become adult, you realize that there are a lot of vegetables out there that are delicious. Sure. You know, the, and the way they're prepared. You know. Brussels sprouts growing up in my house was my dad boiling the crap out of them and then throwing a piece of American cheese on top of them, and that was the delicacy of the Brussels sprouts. Wow. So I hated Brussels sprouts, but I only hated Brussels sprouts because I didn't have them roasted like they do down at the uh, what's it latitudes and uh, yeah, that's a good one. A lot of different, or Mac, I think Max's does it too. <clears throat> they all they all do the roasted ones now. Yeah, the the roasted uh, thing. This this is the way to. To cook, man. You know, but, my my uh, my parents never cooked Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I think because when they were kids, it's the same damn thing. They yeah. were so gross, they didn't want to serve them as kids. Yeah. What we did uh, for the longest time were delicious canned vegetables. Yeah. Oh, man, was that good stuff. And then, you know, back in like the early 70s, you'd see all of these frozen vegetables yeah. emerge. And, and uh, we... Ate the frozen vegetables, and then I kind of missed eating vegetables from a can. I just thought they tasted uh, more like vegetables are supposed to taste. I always liked the corn from the can. I like the, the corn s- from a can. Yeah, you drain the water out of it. You put a little butter on it. And you oh, mic- yeah. nuke it in the microwave. So good and uh, delicious. But uh, anyway, I've been making these meals, and uh, I, I still make uh, like proteins, like the like chicken and stuff for myself and my other daughter. <laughs> I, hey, I ain't giving up meat. Why would you? I don't know. I mean, she she you got one kid that's 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 thinking sensical. Again, she's not vegan. She's just you know she's eating she's eating proteins like shrimp and fish and things like that. Sure. Uh, so, but you know, I want chicken once in a while. This stuff from Costco, this Kinder's 
Do you ever have this Kinder's seasoning? You know what? They I make, they make there's four or five different ones that they make. You mentioned this before, yeah. And I just bought that uh, that butter steak stuff. Oh, it's phenomenal! Isn't put it? it on pork chops. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So you can put that basically on like all I do is take like chicken breast, and I you can't use too too much because it's very salty. Right. It can be very salty. So if you don't like a lot of salt, you don't want to use too too much. But I kind of just like coat the outside of it lightly, mm-hmm. bake it in the oven for like 25 minutes and at like 400 and it's boom, it's banging. It's good good for like salads and things like that. But I used, uh, I did uh, that this garlic, it's called the garlic blend. Okay. And it's salt, pepper, garlic, you know. Blended. Blended and coarse too. So you get a little bit of, you know, yeah. like the garlic flakes and stuff like that. You pl- I put that on chicken. And? And I, and I, I took that. And I put it in uh, like a cup of Wondra flour. Okay. And yeah. I mixed the flour together. And it probably, probably And I yeah. made just like a little light batter for it. And it came out awesome. There you go. Those little chicken cutlets, man. And and, is... and and your one daughter doesn't want to eat all that protein. Mm. Well, I, I would be happy to eat uh, all that protein. I did, in fact, eat all that protein. I find that there are times when, uh, you know, you have all that stuff in the house and you mm-hmm. cook a little bit. And then, like, middle of the week, you start thinking, I don't really want to eat anything that I made. <laughs> I, want, I know. You want something I, else. I yeah. want something else. I'm done cooking for the week. I'm sick of it. It does get uh, taxing after a while that you have to cook something every single night of the week. Yeah, and then, and then, and then you like, have to clean up the dishes. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, I don't want to clean up at all. Well, if you're in my house, I just leave them in the sink. Oh, you too? Well, for a couple of days. Yeah, I do that when too. When they start uh, piling up, then I go, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. Once something. it starts getting funky in there, I think, oh, maybe I should do something about this. Yeah, when you get fruit flies and stuff flying around, it's time to clean the sink. Yes. <laughs> it's usually a pretty good clue. But uh, yeah, Kinders, good stuff. That is good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'll uh, I'll support you on that one. It's seven twenty nine. We got news next. A Rock one hundred two. Rock one seven thirty one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. It's back, baby! The Holyoke St. Patrick's Parade and Road Race returns March 20th after a two-year hiatus. Man. Yeah! We better bone up on our binge drinking pretty uh, quick. Hell yeah. Holyoke St. Patrick's Parade officials confirmed yesterday the beloved parade will kick off at 11.10 a.m. on March 20th after a two-year absence. The St. Patrick's Road Race will also return on March 19th. Parade Committee uh, President Mark Joyce held a series of Zoom conference calls on Monday to shore up the plans. Uh, the broadcast partner, 22 News, announced the parade's return on the station's webpage. Uh, I know that some people are going to have a real problem with this, but uh, I am not going to be able to run in this year's uh, road race. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't think you were. I mean, I mean, I was training you know, before I blew out my knee in that uh, painful uh, exercise mm-hmm. fiasco I had, but... Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to run in the road race. I'm only going to be able to walk in the parade. I'm just going to uh, sign up to get the T-shirt uh, because it's the parade's 69th edition. <laughs> Is that a fact? 69th. I don't even know what that yeah, means. I have no. Well, it means uh, it's one less than 70. Oh yeah, you bring up a good point. Yeah, 69th. All right. 
And we wonder why they don't want us to broadcast the parade. Oh, they, no, there's no wonder. <laughs> there's no wonder at all. What do you mean you don't want us broadcasting your parade? All right. So you know, many years ago, we uh, we got to broadcast online. It was the first online broadcast of the parade, although several years later, uh, you know, they said that the PBS station in town yeah. was the first one to do it online, but that's not true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we were there, and I don't, I, 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 I don't know what happened. We had a great time. We had a blast. It was, uh, we weren't being, maybe we were, you know, maybe we were drinking a little too much and maybe being a little too loud. But is that, that really our fault? I yes. mean, we were on, we were on the, uh, on the, the stage, right? Yeah, well, on, the, on the reviewing stage, yeah. and they had booze there. It's uh, it's the fault of whoever left that bottle of Grey Goose on the table in the corner of the tent that we were in. I don't think it was wrong for us to uh, sample just to make sure that it wasn't poison for everybody else in the reviewing stand. We were on that uh, we were on that reviewing stand that's uh, right in front of City Hall. That's uh, that's that's the one we were at. That is correct. And in the corner of the tent was a giant bottle of vodka. About that the, I kept uh, pouring drinks for us. Yeah, it was about the size of, of a human leg. And uh, that was a good time. We had a great time there. We, and we interviewed all kinds of dignitaries throughout Western Massachusetts. We had a lot of laughs. We even uh, interviewed John Olver. That was his last parade he was in. That, and that was the first time we got a chance to talk to him because he had been yeah. everywhere, man. He wasn't everywhere, man. He's been to Holyoke, Chicopee, Springfield. All of them. Yeah, all of those places. Uh, I can't remember all the towns. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a that was a damn good time. I wish we would be invited back, but I don't think. Yeah, that's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, just to remind you, this morning I had a hell of a time getting here uh, because it was very icy out. Now I knew, like, I'm very careful now after that big fall that I had. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I'm always holding the railing now and walking like Bambi. Yeah, you you walk yeah. in a little bit gingerly. Yeah, even the rabbit comes out of the hole and goes, "What are you doing, Steve? Be careful on the ice." It's my little thumper. Yeah, and, right. Uh, so I go out and I figure, oh, it's ice. And as soon as I turn onto like Montgomery Road in Huntington, the coal truck just like goes sideways, and I'm like, oh, well, now I need to put on four wheel drive. So put on four wheel drive. Right. Not that that's going to make a difference if you have if you're sliding on ice. Four wheel drive ain't going to make a difference, but it's. A little bit of traction to get you going, at least. Then I was stuck behind a snowplow going through Montgomery. There's three cars behind the snowplow. And then all of a sudden, another guy comes up behind me. We're going seven miles an hour. Now, I'm thankful that the snowplow is is doing their job. Sure. It's not about the snowplow because the snowplow can't go any faster. Uh, finally, the snowplow moves over to the right side of the road to let people pass. Mm-hmm. But as that decision was being made by the plow driver there was a decision by the pickup truck behind me to say screw this i'm passing all of you and then gets up just before the snow plow but the guy that was directly behind the snow plow now is in front of that guy ah uh, yeah so he slows down to a cool 20 miles an hour on the highway it was a it was a road oh, you thought you right, okay, right and then we get all the way down into westfield over the mountain and as soon as you, it's like this weird thing in Wyben area uh, where there's like a farm and you got to turn and it's the road that actually takes you out to like seven B's eventually. On the corner of 10 and 202. 10 and 202. But right. before you get to that, it's in the Wyben area. Yep. The whole truck just like, I, I had no control. 
Slipping around all over the place. Slipping around all over the place. I could not control. And I was like, uh. And I'm thinking, you haven't like enough time to go, what am I going to crash into? Am I going to crash into that car that's ahead of me? Or am I going to crash into this tree or mailbox that's on the side of the road? Now, they salt that area, don't don't they? (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? It's not a When you have these flash freezes, you can't prepare for that all the time. They do a good job cleaning up the roads. But- there's, I mean, you can't cover everything all at once, especially at that time in the morning. That's why they usually call like two-hour delays on schools and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, you you uh, texted me early and yeah. said I'm stuck behind a plow and I'm slipping all over the place. Yeah, and then I was like kind of annoyed I was stuck behind the guy going slow, but I'm glad he was because once I got to that one point, I'm like, yo. You know, uh, and I said, you know, just drive safe. You know, yeah. you get here when you get here. I mean, I'd rather. I'd rather have you not, uh, you know, yeah. wrap your truck around a tree. You know, I'd, I'd much rather have you here safely. No, if I'm going to do that, it's going to be the minivan because that's be the car that you crash. You don't crash the truck. Yeah, no, you I would crash the minivan. You'd actually only destroy the tree. Uh, the point of that story was uh, for lead into this one. Massachusetts State police officials are reminding drivers to clean snow and ice off their vehicles after a windshield was smashed by a piece of ice from another car on I-93 in Midford. There were no injuries from the incident, according to the authorities, but they say please clean ice and snow off your vehicle, including not just the windows, but also the roof, hood, trunk, bed, etc., to prevent this. That is a good point. That's why I'm telling you those snow brooms are terrific. Because if you can't reach the top of your car, your top of your SUV or whatever, with a snow broom, you can do that. I can't find one. I think somebody stole it. Really? I can't find it. I had to risk scr- scratching my car with a uh, one of those old plastic thingies. One of those uh, Alex Mendoza yeah, ice scrapers. Yeah, Alex Mendoza. Lawyers you can talk to, but not very easily scrape ice off your vehicle. They, uh, I, I, my Alex Mendoza ice scraper is still yeah. in my car, and yeah. I think it's the best ice scraper I've ever had. It's, you know, in all these years of driving since the age of sixteen, never had an ice scraper that worked so well. Tree Alex Mendoza snow brooms. Well, you know, I don't know what they're uh, doing over there. I mean, no, you know, they're, they're winning cases. We, them, we should suggest that. Winning cases left uh, left and right. But uh, the snow broom is something I would suggest yeah. is every bit as important as a roof rake or a snow well, shovel well, or anything else. Uh, the quality of your lawyer work is reflected in the promotional items that you give away. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, if you're just giving away <laughs> the sweatshop ice scrapers. But if you give everybody a snow brew, who, yeah, everybody's going to come to you. I was thinking about this the other day. You want to yeah. talk about uh, you know, you know lawyers that are advertising? Yeah. The dude and his daughter from the Kava Law Firm. Don't you think they should make uh, like a like a, they should distribute coffee? It would be the Kava Java. The Kava Java. It's perfect. It's a million dollar idea. The Kava Law Firm Java. I think I'm on to something. I think you're on to something. I do. I and think I, and, they should be partnering up with a local coffee company. I think that's a, and, you know, and I'm not even asking for a cut of no. uh, of the proceeds. I'm just, it's just a, I think it's just a solid idea. The uh, Breckwood Shops Plaza at 455 Breckwood Boulevard in Springfield, 16 Acres neighborhood, has been sold to investors from North Grafton for 4.6 million dollars. The driver of the Harminder Dillon and uh, Navcran Dillon. The buyers, uh, according to uh, papers filed in January with the Hamden County Registry of Deeds, 
Uh, Colebrook Realty Services, which handled the sale, will continue to manage the property as it has since 1990, said Principal and Vice President uh, Mitch Bolton. It was previously owned by Remick Properties of Wellesley. This is... Uh, this is the plaza with uh, Sophia's, Sophia's isn't it? sports bar in there. Yep. That was a place to, that's still open. That's still around. We used to go there all the time. That was the college hangout was Sophia's. Uh, probably still is, and to the best you, of my knowledge. And then if you wanted a really, really uh, crappy college bar, you went next door to Maury's. You remember Maury's? I do remember Maury's. It's actually a very nice Irish place now. Patties. Patties. Yes. They actually have a patio. Yes, and it's clean in there. Maury's was not. Maury's smelled like a gym locker room. Mm. Like after, you know, had everybody had left their sweat socks in the hanging to yes. dry for weeks on end, and you walk into the locker room, that's what Maury's smelled like. You know, it's uh, popular <laughs> in that uh, little plaza, and they're opening up one here in East Long Meadow, the Joy Bowl. Ooh, Joy Bowl. Yeah. It's like a Hawaiian fish in a bowl thing. It's kind of like a, almost like a sushi kind of thing. Very popular up at Winnick. But uh, now they're just opening up uh, that across from uh, from center field in East Lomino. Oh, really? Yes. Is that the one? That, is that the? Used to be a convenience store. Oh, 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 oh. The, uh, Sunny's. Was it Sunny's? Sunny, the Sunny Mart. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's becoming a joy bowl. That was uh that guy was always like uh I liked going to him, the convenience store guy. Yeah. And then he just closed. He one just day. closed and yeah. left. But he was always like uh uh he was kinda like uh, the soup guy on, on on Seinfeld. Like you had to like know what you wanted from the guy, otherwise oh, yeah. that you would be banished from the store. Well, I was never banished, but uh yes, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, now there's one opening up in East Long Meadow. So if you love the Joy Bowl over there on uh, at the uh, the Brickwood Boulevard at yeah. Wilbraham Road. Well, now you can come on over to East Longmeadow and have yourself a plate of fish. Yeah, and then the guy used to make breakfast sandwiches over there too. Never had. He them had over a there. little. Yeah, it was like he had a little uh, electric uh, griddle. Okay. And he would make like it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't like you were at a kitchen. I don't even know if he was legally able to sell those sandwiches. I have no idea. And then uh, you'd go in there, and he would, like, almost kind of guilt you into buying the sandwich. You want sandwich? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm all set on I just made fresh off griddle. Make sandwich. Eat. <laughs> so you'd get, like, sucked into buying this $3 sandwich yeah. that you really want, but it was actually pretty tasty. Well, you know, but, you know, that's the way to sell your items. You know, you got to have to guilt people into buying them yeah but you know how like when you make things at home it's never the same way it would come out like at a breakfast place oh, or I know. any kind of real restaurant you know right uh that's kind of what it tasted like like this it, you it want was... breakfast sandwich you should take breakfast sandwich because it's better than what you can make at home or this would never be something you would make at well, home. well it would it tasted like somebody something you would make at home like i don't know it just didn't have like you know, you go to a, you go to a breakfast place. They're cooking they're cooking the eggs on the same thing they cook the sausage and the bacon and all the grease and everything. All Which that. makes it get, delicious. Oh yeah, well, you got a guy uh, cooking on a on a Cuisinart <laughs> out of a convenience store. Well, listen, um, you know, it, it's almost a shame that that guy couldn't make a run at it. You take this. You take breakfast sandwich. It's good for you. <laughs>
You don't like my food? You know, it's almost like you were kind of worried that, uh, you know, you might do something. Yeah. Uh, well, this guy had a more eventful weekend than most of us. 38-year-old Branford Weitzel was at a bar in Port St. Lucie, Florida on Friday and left after midnight, but he couldn't find his car. So he did the only logical thing and stole someone else's car and drove around to look for his. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, is Did I already read this story? I don't believe so. Yes, I did. I did this last week. See, here's oh, the thing. that's last week. It's a whole different week. This is I'm like a week ahead of this little prep service that we get. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he took the car and he put it on the uh, the train tracks. You remember that guy now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, car right. pushed the train tracks down? Yes. See, I get fooled by this stuff. Is it an updated story? Is there, like, new no, information? It's the, that's... Same, it's the same thing. It's just this place got finally got around to putting it up. See, this is how ahead of the game I am. I see. I'm picking out stories that were popular last week. But they were so good last week. They they were, weren't they? That Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to do another survey? We'll do another survey. We'll have to get used to getting surveys. Yeah, lay, lay it on me, Steve. A new survey found the happiest married couples kiss at least twice a day, say I love you around 10 times a week, and get it on five times a week. And then they have two major arguments a month. Five times a week? Yeah, that's like for the newlyweds. I got it. Yeah, I meant honestly, uh, you know, at my age, five times a week would kill me. Five times. You even had that much uh, ammunition in that revolver down there? I, I need time to reload. That's, I mean, I got to I got, <laughs> take a nap. Oysters and mangoes and all kinds of other things. Uh, poli- uh, people were asked to name the top signs of a happy marriage. Uh, here you agree with top ten, right? See if you agree with these. Ready? Yes. Spending lots of quality time together. Okay, sure. Taking care of each other when you're sick. Absolutely. What if you're both sick at the same time? Oh, we've been there. We yeah. take a, we t- we took care of each other when we were both feeling like garbage. Feeling like you can be yourself with them. Absolutely. Encouraging them to pursue their own hobbies and interests. Without a doubt. On my terms. Yeah, just as, long as, just as long as she says I can do it, I'm good. Uh, you let them see you at your best and worst, but never want to see them at their worst. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Cuddling. Yeah, sure. Nothing wrong with cuddling. Being respectful to them in front of other people. That's it, a huge thing. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I, I am like, I am surprised sometimes about, you know, people who. You can tell the people who are genuinely joking that they have a jokey relationship, you know, and they make little minor jabs at each other in front of the other. But it's also to make everybody laugh about their improprieties of whatever their relationship sure. is. Sure. But you see people every once in yeah. a while. Some, sometimes like, those comments, you know, yeah. there's a lot behind it. Uh, it's and like, it's, not, uh, it's not just a joke or a little funny thing. Yeah, what are you doing in the relationship if you hate it so much? If you hate that person. There's nothing more awkward than, than spending time with a couple that you know are about to rip each other's throats out. I actually, uh, I love watching people argue with each other. Like, you, you do? Yeah, I, I I mean, I have friends who uh, who just, they, they, they bicker. They're a married couple, and then they bicker, and then they say passive-aggressive things to each other. Mm-hmm. But then they make up like shortly after. It's 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 like one of these things where they they care a lot about each other, but they're just humans and they get annoyed with each other. But they say these little things, 
and then I'll like throw something out there, like like oh maybe you should have done that earlier, and then <laughs> one of them will be like, yeah, you know what? That's right. Wow, well, come that isn't done. I kind of like being the instigator. You like that? I love that. Yeah, I love, really. Well, uh-huh. it's entertainment. You're sitting around at, like a kid's birthday party, for example. You want to you want to see more than just some kid opening his presents. No, you want to spark a food fight. You want to spark a domestic uh, <laughs> dispute. <laughs> Nonviolent, of course, uh, but nonetheless, an argument. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Fogbuster is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Going to be... Uh, Brainy this morning, then the sunshine will peak out later today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. And Thursday, sunny with a high of 48. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. An old... And Tom Petty on Rock 102. Rain's going to move out uh, the area next couple hours, and it's going to be partly sunny with a high of 43 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. And then, uh, hey, looking forward to Saturday with a high of 55. Wow. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. So uh, tomorrow on the show, uh, comedian Tom Cotter will be joining us. Who's that? Uh, he's the comedian that has been on our show probably 500 times. I never heard of him. The hell you haven't. Didn't you, he? Didn't he lose that championship to dogs? Yes, he lost to uh, the Olate dogs. I thought it was Olate. Whatever it is, uh, he lost to dogs. Well, but then uh, he is not the only thing on the show tomorrow. Apparently, we'll be talking to uh, sex expert Laura Corn. Yeah, which is baby. awesome. Love me some Laura Corn. She's got the one hundred and one nights of great sex. Haven't we talked to her over a hundred and one times? No, probably uh, twenty-seven times. Yeah, no, probably. many, many, yeah, yeah. at least twenty-seven times. Yeah, uh, but she's uh, she's saucy, that gal. Yes, yeah, she she's is. gonna tell you how to get things going for you in the bedroom for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you know, she's not just someone who's uh, you know written a book and has distributed like tens of millions yeah. of copies. She's also someone who spends a lot of time researching her work, and yeah. you have to respect that. Honestly, it's her glowing personality that makes the interview, because anybody can write books about getting laid. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she could write about anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she could write about uh, cooking sausage, and yet her her uh, you know, personality is so exuberant and effervescent, yeah. you just go, please tell me more about the sausage. Yeah, it's her voice, too, the way she says, ooh, spicy sausage. Yeah, you see what you I'm know, saying? Like things like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. That's just the way she is. So that's uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. We got a pretty good show. show. Yeah, it's just a shame you have to wait a whole day to hear it. <laughs> I hit. But what a lineup. <laughs> Man, could it get any better around here? Yes. Really? Steve Weissman coming oh, up yeah, again. Right. There you yeah, go. Okay. 758 of Rock 102. Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blue with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember when the game of baseball was indelibly stained with the rampant scourge of anabolic steroids cursing through the veins of entire Major League rosters? Boy, those were productive times. I could watch a metabolically compromised player aggressively knock baseballs out of ballparks all day long. Unfortunately, the use of steroids and other banned substances were illegal back in the day, thereby nullifying all those great superhuman achievements. 
I'm sure we all recall the days when baseball players were required to undergo mandatory random urine testing, and for many of us, that's when baseball ceased to be fun. Well, great news, everybody. For those of you who love the grand steroid era of baseball the way I did, you will be delighted to know that the first time, for the first time in 20 years, they will stop testing players for steroids. Not because they don't want to, and not because baseball players have given up juicing themselves up. Hell no. According to reports, Major League Baseball will stop mandatory testing because both the league and the players' union let the joint drug testing program expire. Why? Because of the lockout, they're not really negotiating much of anything these days. In other words, put those plastic cups back on the shelf and grab those syringes. It's going to be a roid raging ripper. You're going to have guys popping horse steroids and injecting themselves with all sorts of muscle-juicing concoctions. Oh, sure, I suppose you could always bring back the testing program when they negotiate a new labor agreement, but until that happens, you're going to have dudes heading to the bathroom of every, every major league park in America looking like they just swallowed a package full of highlighters. Now, I should warn you that some of you youngsters might not remember the 1990s. These were glorious times when a guy could rip the cover of a baseball and then tell Congress that it was all about the training. But in the real world, steroids were an effective way of transforming your body into a highly productive ticking time bomb. And letting the testing agreement lapse is one way to bring back a little excitement into the national pastime. And if they do, don't let me stand in the way. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you know the difference between a ball cock and a closet flange? How's your flapper looking? Ricardo does. Ricardo, the plumbing specialist, is at the Island Pond Rockies. He's got a, you got a plumbing project? Let Ricardo help. Good people, plumbing people, and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8:10, and Ozzy Osbourne at Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rain tapering off this morning, uh, turning over to sunny skies this afternoon with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 43. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. I got to uh, got to get over to the post office and get a money order. I just got this bill uh, for Pornhub. <laughs> Astronaut. It's an engorged bill. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very very turgid. Very, it seems very yeah. stiff for some reason. On the phone is right now from Scamicide.com. It's attorney Steve Weissman. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, the thing, the thing How I don't, are you guys doing? Good. The thing I don't understand about this Pornhub premium uh, service bill scam is who the hell is actually paying money for Pornhub? Who erected this thing? <laughs> I mean, there's so much that's already free. It's like uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I have heard uh, (laughs) that there is some special services uh, provided on premium and access to uh, various porn that you have a better quality than I than other people have seen uh, on particular sites. So yeah, actually, yeah, the the model in the porn industry, and it's funny when I teach media law, porn has always been ahead of changes in technology, and uh, they have adapted to free porn by luring people in with free porn and then showing uh, kind of better quality stuff to get them to uh, sign up for services like uh, Pornhub Premium. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm laying out my words so <laughs> I get, you know, here. God, I'm glad my wife isn't feeling well and not listening to the radio. <laughs> this doesn't really apply to me. I mean, I get, I can get turned on by like a, like a disaster story on TV. <laughs> <laughs> 
a plane well, crashes. I'm looking at the TV going, tsunamis. Yeah. <laughs> a, a plane crashes, and I'm like, ooh, is that a stewardess's leg in a oh, tree? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> very pretty. Well, who of us hasn't had that happen? Oh, of course. Oh, listen, yeah, right. Listen, I, rem- I remember disaster films of the 1980s and going, hey, how you doing? You know, that like one of those things. <laughs> Uh, but but when it comes to you know and I mean it's not just porn sites I mean it really is so much online that you know you you kind of place your trust that a website like Pornhub must clearly be on the up and up but you know, when you're when you're when you're paying for services uh, you know on there you really even the most legitimate websites really are are easy targets well, for scammers. They are. And here's the thing with Pornhub, and it also relates to when you talk about everything online and Amazon as well. Um, All joking aside, Pornhub is one of the most popular uh, websites in the world by far. And so what can happen is there are people that go on to uh, to Pornhub, uh, are using the the free services there, and then they get a uh, a notice that says uh, we're confirming your online purchase of uh, Pornhub Premium, and thinking well maybe accidentally somehow that uh, that got me uh, signed up. So you either click on the link or call the number that they provide, and then they uh, they get you for identity theft, which leads to like Amazon. You know, who is the person that doesn't have an Amazon account? I mean, uh, we have become such buddies with the Amazon delivery guys uh, since the pandemic. Everybody, everybody has it. So when you get a notice that says there's a, a problem uh, with a delivery or something showing that you've ordered something that maybe you haven't, people tend to trust it, and they react by either clicking on a link that downloads malware or calling a number and talking to a scammer and giving them too much personal information. Uh, also, it's tax season. Uh, I just did my income taxes the other day, and uh, identity theft is a, is a huge thing. Why is it worse this year of all the other year, previous years? Yeah, it's it's the perfect storm this year, and you know, partly it's because uh, because of the pandemic, the uh, the IRS has. Uh, got a lot of people working at home and not quite as efficiently. Also, you've got the uh, the perfect storm in the sense that they've had a uh, a 20 percent uh, drop in over the last 10 years uh, in their funding and a 13 percent increase in the number of tax returns. And then if you even have a problem, I, I love this one, uh, last year the IRS received 282 million calls of which they answered 32 million. You can't get through to them. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they're understaffed, they're underfunded, their computers that they use are the oldest, they call them legacy, the oldest in the federal government. They still haven't even processed 6 million income tax returns from last year. So the chances of them catching a income tax identity thief who grabs uses your social security number makes a counterfeit W-2 and files online before you do, uh, the chances are they're going to get away with it this year. You, know, you yeah. also have you know, a lot of people, because you know, we, we've talked about uh, you know, the lack of labor uh, you know, for a while during this uh, pandemic, and there's a lot of people who are either starting their own businesses or working from home and working online and finding other alternative sources for income rather than like traditional places that they may have worked for years. Which to me would kind of open you, I mean, unless you knew exactly what is facing you, exactly what you're dealing with, to me, it would be pretty easy for a scam artist 
to try to infiltrate that segment of society. People who may or may not be sophisticated enough to know how to protect themselves if they're working independently. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely 100% uh, correct, Bax, and it has gotten much worse. And the thing is, a lot of people are working at home or trying to work at home, and uh, and companies are actually looking for people to do this. And if a, uh, if a company has an online ad uh, and you're applying for a job, you do have to provide them with your Social Security number. Some of these scammers are, are even worse. They want some money from, uh, for additional training. So what what do you do? You know, can you rely on the particular, you know, Indeed and other websites if they're if they're going to, you know, uh, monster? Are they legit? Phonies will get through even to the best of sites. So when it comes to actually providing personal information to a uh, an online job, you call the legitimate company. If it is a legitimate company, you check them out and uh, contact their HR department and deal with them directly. Because even if it's a legit or appears to be a legitimate company, it be, can can be a, a scammer posing as them. So you give the your personal information only to the HR department that you contact, knowing that it's secure. Uh, Valentine's Day, obviously coming up next Monday. Uh, you you send us these uh, copy points to you know the topics to talk about. Is romance scams, including how they can lead a victim to becoming an accomplice to a crime. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, this is uh, this is something uh, that's been pretty new in the in the last year. You know, we're all familiar uh, pretty much with the romance scams. You're on a uh, either social media or an online dating site, and somebody immediately falls you know madly in love with you, and then quite soon thereafter there's an emergency and they need you to send the money. But the idea of becoming an accessory to a crime, what we've seen a lot is uh, that you will have criminals who need to, uh, they need to launder money. So perhaps they have uh, stolen credit card numbers. Uh, they've bought, they've bought, they've bought phones or electronic equipment and they have it sent to you. And they say they come up with some kind of excuse for it, and then they want you to uh, then mail it to or send it to someone else. Or they have money sent to your account, wired. And then they say, we need you to wire this under any kind of excuse to my account, but there's a problem with my bank from the one that was sending it. The bottom line is you have become an accessory after the fact. You're a money mule. And uh, it's, it's really, really dangerous. I guess, you know, the rule is, uh, first of all, as far as any of these romance scams, you've got to be wary. And, you know, anyone that is asking you for, for money right away, anyone uh, who is falling in love so quickly, you've got to be wary. And it, it's unfortunate there are, you know, so many people that are, uh, that are, you know, prey to this. They also are prey. It's, you know, send me some video. Send me a video of yourself. Let's do a uh, an intimate video chat or a photo. All right. And then the next thing comes is a blackmail. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, black, a... what, black... What? 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 Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 scam, oh, Steve. Okay. All right. I thought you were... This is uh, right, uh, Steve Weissman from scamaside.com. is on the uh, the site this morning, and I was noticing that uh, there's uh, there's an update on the uh, Equifax settlement. What, what's the update all about and where do things stand right now? Uh, I, I hate those. Can I say bastards on the air? Yeah, yeah. No, you, of course. Uh, you're, just... you're talking to two oh, of them, okay. of course. <laughs> all right. So 
Equifax, one of the uh, the biggest uh, of the credit reporting bureaus, and in 2017, uh, 475 million people, including myself, had all of our personal information uh, stolen from their website, putting us in danger of identity theft uh, for the rest of our lives. And the the reason I, I just so angry with this company is Steve Jobs once said, if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. And we are not customers of these credit reporting bureaus. We are their product. They sell our information. So they really don't give a damn about us. So what happened was the, the attack was exploiting a vulnerability in a type of software they use called Apache. And there had been a security update issued for this uh, months before. But Equifax just didn't care and didn't get around to updating it. Well, a number of uh, states' attorneys general, like 50 of them, and the Consumer Product uh, Safety Commission uh, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Federal Trade Commission all sued uh, Equifax, and they settled. One of the things that anyone can get uh, is a uh, uh, free credit monitoring service for four years. So there's also some ways if you can show that you had some uh, expenses in trying to protect yourself from the identity from identity theft, you can get that as well. So the settlement, even though it was done uh, two years ago, um, is now finally taking shape. So uh, on on scamaside.com for the February 7th scam of the day, you can find the information of the phone number if you want to call and the correct link to get these uh, free services. And the thing is, you here again, you got to be careful. That's why I put this up on, on Scamicide, because there are uh, scammers out there who will put up websites and phone numbers, and all they'll do is steal your information. So um, I suggest people go to Scamicide, check out February 7th, and get yourself some free credit reporting. Uh, a listener suggested uh, to go back to the romance scams. Uh, call them what they are, marriages. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, technically, having, having they get all your information, you know. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing with yeah. that all day? Probably, probably for the Well, man. you know, here's the thing. As a lawyer, if you get married, there are only two ways that that contract can end. Yeah. Either death or divorce. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a tough contract. I got off pretty damn easy. <laughs> Let me tell you, my friends. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone looking to switch places with no, you. No, I don't think anybody is. <laughs> you can uh, check out the scam of the day and find out uh, more about how to uh, protect yourself with identity theft with Steve Weissman at scamicide.com. Always great to talk to you, Steve. We'll, we'll check in with you soon. Take care, guys. Thanks, Steve. You bet. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You've worked hard to set aside IRA money. Five with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, mostly sunny after all the rain moves out of the area with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 43. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. You know what I'm happy about this what? year? Nobody has asked me. Maybe they've asked you, but they have certainly not asked me to host a Super Bowl party this weekend. I, I you know, There's something know. about going to a bar... And watching the Super Bowl and then having to make announcements uh, during like the commercials or in between plays, yeah, that just makes me uncomfortable. If you're if you're going to have me go to a bar and enjoy the game, that's one thing. But I don't like interrupting people enjoying the Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of places out there that don't have enough staff. 
to I know. staff these restaurants in order to throw a giant party. So well, that's, that's why, why I'm not even throwing a party at my at my house. I don't have enough yeah. staff to yeah. to really you know man the party. Well, uh, just like any of these business, uh, you know, businesses that are posting thing. Uh, hey, uh, sorry about the wait. We're short staffed. You want an application? You can fill one out, and you don't have to wait as long. You know that kind of yeah. Kinda they they, they do that to the people who complain. Yeah, well, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, right. You're complaining that you're not being invited to a party. Oh, well, I'm if not. You pu- put I'm, on an apron, and you know. I'm not complaining at all. I'm actually happy that I don't have to go to a Super Bowl party because, to be honest, the best seat in the house is at my house. In front of the television, so yeah, but wouldn't it be cool to get paid for doing something like that, Steve? I listen. I like getting paid like anybody else, yeah. maybe even more so than anybody else. But there are some times when you just got to say, "Hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pass." And and uh, Super Bowl parties are one of those things that I don't really mind uh, taking a pass because I want to watch the game and then pay attention because you know, like the year that Janet Jackson, yeah. Got exposed uh, by Justin Timberlake. Yes. Patriots were in that Super Bowl. Yep. We were at a bar in Enfield, and I saw it. I saw it happen. But there were people around me that didn't see it happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were at home, I could have you know rewound it, yeah. paused it, fast forward, yeah. gone frame by frame, picture yeah. in picture. Still, yeah. I was like so angry because you know, I was like, well, that's, you know, you see Janet Jackson uh, exposed in any way. Yeah. You want to go frame by frame, and I, I know I lo- did. She's a very lovely woman. Beautiful uh, yeah. young lady at the time, 20-some-odd years she's ago. She's still pretty good-looking. I haven't really seen, I haven't really seen uh, recent pictures, but I assume so. But, yeah. but nevertheless, like, had I been home, I would have enjoyed that experience a little bit more rather well, than you know, look around and say, did anybody else see that? Am but, I the only one who saw that? But, but you weren't, and you didn't have a DVR back then. It was Nobody had one. No, I think they had DVRs. They back didn't then. have DVRs back in that. Well, I, I would have put my uh, my uh, my VHS te- tape in my uh, in my machine oh, and yeah, recorded yeah. it. The VHS. And I could have you know, rewound and gone frame by frame that way. What about your DVD VCR combo you got? Did you have one of them? No, I never had one of those. No. I always thought it'd be so cool to have or a TV. Yeah, that you could just insert the uh, the videotape inside the TV. I remember uh, buying one for my in-laws uh, that actually recorded DVDs. Like you could record stuff off the, you could record it onto the videotape, and then the videotape would could then convert it into the DVD. Wow! And then I was like, uh, how come I never bought myself something nice like this? <laughs> like that would have been handy. We, I got I I once got one of them turntables that yeah. uh, you could uh, convert your your vinyl onto CD. Yeah. But I could never figure out how to make it work. What a waste of money that was. Vinyl on CD. Uh, yeah, it was like it, it was like a USB port type um, of thing and you're able to convert it and, and but I it, it, I I never got But to, that right. would have been great before the invent of mp3s because now you got all these streaming services you can find anything you want if if it's unless it's neil young's music but if it was out there and it was part of a performance and it was recorded it's definitely on the internet somewhere oh yeah most people i mean you know youtube i mean that's that's the place to really go you want to find stuff that's not available on all the other services it's youtube i have a i have a group of dj friends that we all uh we all talk uh, about uh, the guests at the wedding and mm-hmm. things like that. Right. You know, silently to ourselves. We also take pictures and send them back and forth to each other. Of course. Uh, but uh, that uh, that that group, 
Um, see, I just forgot what I was talking about again. You talked about a group of DJs. A group of DJs, but what were we talking about before that? Uh, converting uh, music. Oh, yeah, over the, converting yeah, right the music. And, you know, one guy was like, I need to find this song. And it was, I think it was like a Garth Brooks song or something like that. Well, the hard thing about finding Garth Brooks music is he was already uh, boycotting Spotify before boycotting Spotify was cool <laughs> because he's more about the ownership of his music. Mm hmm. So uh, a guy like that, uh, you know, doesn't have a lot of the catalog readily available pretty much anywhere unless right. you're, you know, buying a full album. Uh, but, but no one should be forced into that. No, but you can, like I wound up finding the file for the guy and then uh, he wound up using it. And he was like, thank you. And I'm like, use Google, dude. Like you can really find this stuff if yeah. you really want to. You just got to you just got to navigate yourself around the Web. Yeah, but I, I I know for me I would never look that hard for a Garth Brooks song ever. That's no, that's but when you're talking me, about but, being in a wedding DJ business where there are people who want those certain songs, you mm -hmm. got to be able to find them, and you can. Yeah, you got. I mean, that's the, that whole industry has completely changed. MP3s were the yeah. best thing that ever happened to a mobile DJ. Oh, absolutely. But you know, back in the old days, where a guy had to bring like these big gigantic boxes of albums and CDs and put them on a I, on a on a dolly to move them. Listen, I, those days are long gone. I would be lost trying to do a DJ gig on turntables for God's sakes like they used to do. No, turntables, tape decks. See, that was the thing that took the most time. It was like the 3 hour setup and the 3 hour breakdown because you got all this equipment to go with you. Yeah, that's it's a, a lot easier to do it now. I once helped a guy uh, do like I don't even know what what kind of party I think it was like a Jack and Jill or something like that and he, he said listen I need someone to help me because it's a big party and they got yeah. a lot of music and I'm like okay he said I just want you to go search for the music oh. I, I got all these records and all these CDs I just need you to find all yeah, the stuff that's when you needed a helper now you just yeah. type in a database and it'll pop right up that's when I knew I never want to do this again but I had so, I was so, <laughs> it caused so much anxiety yeah. trying to look for all of this stuff. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, I had to ask this guy, where is this? And he's like, well, that's why I've got you here, so you could find it. And I'm like, I'm not helping you at all. I, I was a total waste of time for that guy. You are the worst mobile DJ ever. Worst mobile DJ assistant yeah. ever. Um, Noonan Energy, driving comfort, delivering more. Eight thirty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, or TaxlandOnline.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. Now, where the hell did this thing go that I just lost? Right? Oh yeah, there was a house fire in Springfield overnight. Never a good thing. Springfield firefighters put out the house fire in the Forest Park neighborhood early Tuesday morning. According to Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, one person was taken to the hospital following a fire at 247 Trafton Road. That person is expected to be okay. The Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad is working to determine what determine what started the fire. Yeah, I, uh, I told you earlier. I used to live uh, very close to that house. Did you determine what determined what started the fire? No, I was not there. It's been uh, many years since I lived in that house on uh, around the block, but uh, I know that house. <coughs> I walked past it many times. Twenty Two News says uh, they're working to determine what determined what started the fire. At what point will they determine when the determination will be due? I don't know. Speaking of Twenty Two, by the way, Steve Weissman is going to be on Mass Appeal this morning. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. 
uh, for the fives of people that watch that show, not a lot uh, of people. They watch will that be show. prevented from getting scammed. He uh, he is uh, around everywhere. He was doing uh, stuff on uh, on TV forever. Was it with, with Western Mass News or was it uh, Twenty Two? I believe it was Western Mass News. Yeah, dude gets around. Yeah, dude gets around. <clears throat> well, he knows his scams. He knows how to get money out of people. Well, he's an attorney. He damn well better. <laughs> uh, Governor Charlie Baker last fall impressed on lawmakers the importance of acting to prevent driving under the influence of marijuana. But for the second straight session, the legislature has snuffed out legislation that would have, would have empowered law enforcement to use field sobriety tests and other measures to determine if a driver was under the influence of pot. More than five years after voters legalized recreational marijuana use, the debate over how to reinforce irresponsible cannabis use on the roadways continues to burn. Get it? They're burn. using all these, like, puns. Yeah, right. Uh, Baker, uh, last fall, laid out a series of measures he said would give law enforcement more tools to enforce impaired driving laws, but critics continue to express hesitancy given the lack of a proven and agreed-upon scientific method for measuring marijuana intoxication during a traffic stop. That's the thing. Well, the thing is, I think the governor is right about this, because if you allow there to be some sort of field sobriety test, any lawyer worth his weight in, in, in salt is going to figure out a way to argue right through it. Remember a couple of years ago when they were arguing about uh, breathalyzers yeah. and the, and the uh, reliability and calibration of breathalyzers, and you having yeah. all these guys that were getting pinched for drunk driving getting out because the there cal- were problems with the machines. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be any di- more difficult for a good attorney to argue you know, around the the lack of scientific proof that you can determine yeah. you know, the, uh, someone's ability to drive under the influence of cannabis. And marijuana uh, is it's it's like it's like any other kind of substance where the more you use it, the more t- you build up a tolerance yeah. for the threshold of how you get high. Are you high right now? I actually am. All right. Yeah, I've been high since last Thursday. I took uh, a thousand milligram gummy, and uh, yeah. I'm still feeling it. And how many Pink Floyd records have you listened to in a row? Uh, that's their name. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, there's no scientific way no. to tell. I mean, you could do a blood test and say, well, this guy's got 20% THC in his blood, and this guy's only got uh, 10% THC in his blood. So you would automatically assume that the guy with 20% has is more impaired than the guy with the 10%, but that's not necessarily true. There's no scientific way yet right. to fit. And I'm sure they'll come up with something eventually. But until you have that perfected, you can't really just be putting laws in that are that are, yeah. set, that the, are destined to fail. The science isn't there yet. Yeah. And so uh, once the science is uh, is there, then you can make a determination for someone's I mean, ability to operate a vehicle. Baker's the one that wants this. It's the other people saying you can't do this yet. You just cannot do this yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. Uh, it's not scientific. And and I, frankly, the video that I saw was more uh, more effective. The where the cop was pulling over the two stoners, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "Have you been uh, smoking marijuana?" And they're like, "No." And then he pulls out a box of ding dongs, and they're like, <laughs> "And he's like, step out of the car, please." <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going? Yeah. No, five yeah. miles an hour. Four. What was it? It was uh, Chris Farley. <laughs> four, four <laughs> miles an hour. And most people, when they pull over to the side of the road, don't pull into the median of the highway. See, 
That was a stupid movie. It was Black Sheep yep. with Chris Farley and David Spade. However, there are some very funny lines within... I it's, tell you, it's well, like Tommy Boy. It's yeah. like it's a dumb movie, but yet you know, there, there are lines that live forever. There are still some funny comedy references in that thing, in those movies. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the, It was the one we were talking about over the holidays, uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone is an awful movie. Right. It really is. But there, with... You got Catherine O'Hara and John Candy. Just the dialogue that I found out later was improv. The whole thing was improv. Well, I mean, they were Second City folks. Right, but I'm just saying, like, that <clears throat> that's funny to me. Like, even though those lines really had no uh, bearing on the rest of the film and didn't really even need to be in there. But, oh, yeah. But I appreciate good writing. My wife and, and, and I... And, or, or even, you know, good... <laughs> Improv. My wife and I spit out lines from uh, Step Brothers constantly. Yeah, see, I never saw that constantly. movie. You never seen it? No, I oh never saw it. Everybody keeps telling me to watch it. I've it's never so seen it. funny. Yeah, it's you know it. In fairness, it is probably one of Will Ferrell's biggest artistic achievements. Well, that's a lot for you to say that because you're know. not a big Will Ferrell fan, are you? I might. I, mean, I, no, I like Will Ferrell. But uh, you know, if I'm going to uh, you know, uh, put a uh, a pecking order of his best work, yeah, him and John C. Riley and Step Brothers, fantastic. I'll have to watch it. Maybe I'll uh, do that this weekend. I wouldn't. Yes, I would. Yes, I wouldn't necessarily watch it with your kids. No, per se. There are some uh, moments that might be a little questionable for the kids, but other than that, you know. Have you and your girlfriend sit around and watch some Step Brothers? You laugh, and you'll come in the next day, and you'll be uh, you'll be dropping all kinds of uh, great lines. All right, I will. Uh, I will uh, take your advice. highly recommended uh, controversy over the airport code for the holy city of Gaia, a Buddhist tourist in destination. That's what's happening. In a report, parliamentary panel stated the code name Gay for Gaia Airport is embarrassing. Parliamentary panel says Gaia is a holy city. The locals might find the gay code offensive. The panel urged the union government to make all the efforts to get the gay code for Gaia Airport changed. Now, Listen, man, um, I've, been to, I've been to Charlotte, CLT. Now that was offensive. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You ever been an Aer Lingus? Oh, yeah, I've been a... I don't feel comfortable traveling on that. It's a very cunning airline, by the way. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an airport code. How many people know the code? And now you've just told everybody now, Yeah, the code. now right. everybody... Wow, you going to Gaia? Yeah, I'm going to Gaia. Or Gaia. What, what is how you say it? Yeah. Do you say it Gaia or do you say it Gaia? I think it's Gaia. I think it's Gaia. But you yeah. know what? I mean, how? other than the tag that's on your luggage, do you care, really? No, but the tag on your luggage, like you and I, let's say we're going on a trip to Gaia, right? Okay, right. And then uh, I can look at your bag while you're picking it up, and I'm like, you're like, hey, Steve, which one's my bag? And I'm like, the one that says gay on it. That's your bag, Bax. You know, Steve, I find that to be insensitive I'm in sure so you many do. different ways. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably very hurtful to some people to have you, uh, you know, but, uh, speak in that tone. But how many people like me are the 43-year-old male who's just going on a random trip to Gaia, Gaia, yeah, right. whatever you want to call it? They are offended by that? 
how can you be offended in today's society? If, if, if my tag says gay on it, then you know what? At least I know where I'm going. But that's somebody's interpretation of what that stands for. Yeah. Besides, is it, I mean, is the same, uh, I mean, I don't even know what, what language they speak in uh Well, they speak uh, Gaian. Okay. Well, I mean, is it the same word? Does it have the same I meaning? Don't, I don't Probably know. Probably not. Don't, I, it doesn't mean the same thing. Okay. Well, they, then no big whoop. Well, but these people are clearly offended by that. I don't know why we're so offended. Just It's just a word. That's all. That's it. That's it. Could also mean you are uh, profoundly happy. Uh, it would be different if, like, the air traffic controller was going, like, "Hey, all set to clear at Gay Airport." Yeah, uh. see, but yet, yeah, uh, but yeah, they're I, not doing that. No, because an air traffic controller doesn't have time to crack wise while he's uh, steering, you know, by, while he's uh, directing traffic in the air. It's no, there's, there's no time for for frivolity in that job. Yes, it, it's just uh, it's just ridiculous how people get offended by the stupidest things. So true. Again, if that meaning was some, if it was in some way somebody was using that to make fun of somebody who was homosexual, that's different. Now, but did the, uh, the, the it's just letters it, that signifies where you are. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did Fukushima have its own airport? Oh, I bet you it did. Well, then, there, I bet there you, you go. What the, what the letters were. I know. I believe it was uh, FIA or FKA. <laughs> I'm really digging this song, A, B, C, D, E. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I know which one yeah. you're talking about. I yeah. like that song. Yeah. I heard it for the first time yesterday, and I'm like, ooh, I like this little one. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, she does the, the beginning of the alphabet, and then she starts... Then she starts, uh, you know, you know, trashing everybody around her. Yeah, A B C D E F, and then and the, right. Yeah, and then your mom and your sister and your brother yeah. and your boss and your I car like, and, your, this, and, your, and everybody else. This is like uh, this is like the second coming of uh, Alanis Morissette when she made that uh, that song. Yeah, a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of videos on the TikToks are using that. Oh, I love the TikToks. Yeah, what is that one that they're using? Uh, I don't know the name of the song, but it's the beat to. Uh, another one bites the dust. Yep, they're they, using that one. And the people are bopping their heads back and forth to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one. There's also one that I'm really tired of. It's like you remember Walking the Sand. I mean, Aerosmith did a version of it. Yeah, it's the original, but then it's pitched up, and it sounds like a, like the Chipmunks version of Remember Walking yeah. the Sand. I am so sick of that. These uh, these Insta reels and TikToks, the I always see the same type of videos over and over again. Yeah. there. Yeah, right. Uh, like, somebody will send me a comedy video, but then it'll revert back to, like, all these crappy ones. I don't know, that one with the with the um, the one I was just talking about, the another one bites the dust. Yeah. That pops up all the time because it's trendy. It's, it's, it's trendy. trendy, and I also think that you can, uh, you know, you can use that from TikTok's you know arsenal yeah. of uh, of of effects and, the and other sounds thing, the other one that was trendy was the uh it's like a sound and it was like uh and it's like a computer generated voice and it was like they say if you play this sound your soulmate will text you and then people are like holding their phones up mm -hmm. and i'm like you're doing that on purpose 
That doesn't just happen. No, of course from not. From a sound. Of course from not. From a TikTok video. Listen, TikTok is 99% <laughs> foolishness, but that 1% is fantastic. I bet you it's 99% fake. I bet Probably, you but who cares? percent of those videos are fake people. Yeah, but you can spend hours on TikTok and 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 lose your day. I mean, that's that's a great part about TikTok. It's very addicting. Well, I like when they uh, reshare like old TV clips. Yeah, there was one uh, with the uh, what's the guy's name that does? Uh, he was on uh, the Improv Show. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. What's the name of the show that he does now? It's to tell uh, the truth or something. Uh, like let's it. make a deal. Let's make a deal, right? So he's interviewing these two people. They look like a couple. Right. And then Wayne Brady goes, well, how long have you guys been together? And the guy goes, oh, about six months. And then all of a sudden she's like, we're just friends. We are just friends. And then they slow the video down to watch the man's soul leave his body oh, yeah. as his face changes of like, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Yeah. But I, li I like stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny after the rain moves out of here with a high of 43. 43 for a high tomorrow and sunny. And then we go into the weekend, 55 for a high on Saturday. That's going to be like summertime. That'd be crazy. It's going to be crazy. We're going to go out to uh, get the palm trees out in the snow? Why not? Let's yeah, do why it. why not? 35 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Seabugs Records is the vintage record store with over 30,000 quality LPs and 45s. Rock, jazz, blues, R&B, punk, and funk. Also, CDs and music.